G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Imagine that you're a refugee from a war-ravaged African nation on the run from forced conscription as a teenager. What could you ever make out of your life? Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond, and welcome again to the program as we look at the power of God in your life from a different perspective. Superstar syndrome is something that touches just about every corner of the globe. You know, larger-than-life media personalities that somehow, well, so many people secretly aspire to that sort of recognition and status. And when we look in the mirror at our faces, we discover not only aren't we like that, but we'll never be like that. So is there any hope for little people like you and me? I was talking to a dear friend of mine the other day, Joseph. He lives in Cape Town, South Africa. He's 28 years old, and he's had the most incredibly destructive start to his life. His story begins in Liberia, and in 1989, at age 12, he was faced with the ravages of war. Now, Joseph is no superstar in the world's eyes. He's one of the little people. But to me, to me, he's a giant. Have a listen to Joseph's story. Joseph's father is a pastor in Liberia, and in most parts of the world, pastors don't earn a lot of money. Well, that's especially true in Liberia. At age 12, civil war hits and Joseph became a refugee. Now, I remember my parents who were in Europe during World War II talking about what it was like being refugees during wartime. I can't imagine it. I've never experienced it and I pray to God that I never will experience it. But Joseph did. In the West, we so often see images of African refugees, starving African children, Most of the people who watch those images on the news day after day, week after week, sadly become desensitised. Joseph is one of those. He fled to different countries, Guinea, Ivory Coast, Ghana, Togo. I gather not with his parents, and at one stage in the Ivory Coast, he lived in a car for almost a year with some other kids. Today, 15 or 16 years on, he still talks about those days with some difficulty. When he was in Guinea, he spent days and nights in the forest, hiding, escaping from forced recruitment as a rebel fighter. Remember, he's 12 or 13 years old. He was hunted like an animal. He recalls living on a riverbank with lots of other kids his age and then fleeing on to yet another country. I, for one, cannot imagine the trauma of that. Can you? I first met Joseph in June last year at a broadcasting conference in the UK, Stoke-on-Trent. It was a chance meeting, in inverted commas. And the thing that struck me about Joseph when I first met him was the sparkle in his eyes. I guess it's accentuated because of the deep black skin. And we got talking. I had no idea about his background or even his current situation. He heads up a radio broadcasting school at a Christian media training college in South Africa. He was so excited to meet me. He interviewed me for a radio program He was excited with what I was doing. He listened to the radio programs that I was producing and listened to what we were doing on the internet and had a look at one of our internet sites, whosejesus.com. 
he's just an overwhelmingly delightful, enthusiastic young man. And so the conference finishes and we head back to our respective homes, he to South Africa, me to Australia. Now, I don't know if you've ever done conferences, but how it normally works is people make all sorts of promises, I'll keep in touch with you, I'll catch up, we'll do this, we'll do that at conferences, and 99% of them never do. So Joseph went back to South Africa and I thought, oh, well, I might hear from him, I might not. Well, Joseph really made a point of connecting with me. Joseph made a point not only of connecting with me, but of trying to connect me with people of influence that he knew in Africa, with his boss at the media village where he works, with 30 or 40 radio stations right across the continent. And still, I had no idea of the circumstances in his life right at that time. It was only much later, in fact, only just recently, that the life story of this bright-eyed, well-dressed, enthusiastic connector of people came to light. Today, as I said, Joseph is connecting us with dozens of radio stations around Africa so that this program right now is being heard by tens of thousands of people right across Africa. Here's this little person, the person that most of us will never ever meet, Joseph, having an influence in the lives of tens of thousands of people. Isn't that exciting? Well, what's the point? Joseph is one of the little people. He looks like Tiger Woods, the American golfer, but I tell you, he doesn't get paid US $130 million a year to wear a certain brand of sports clothes. He's a little person with a tragic background. And right now, his current circumstances are that he's not particularly well off at all. I didn't find that out until somebody else from Ireland, of all places, visited me who knew Joseph, who told me his story. Joseph works 15, 16 hours a day and then works all weekend in order to make ends meet. Yet he has that sparkle in his eyes, the sort of sparkle you see from someone who knows Jesus. He could have let his background get him down. He could have let his current finances get him down. But no, no, no. This guy has a fire in his heart. He has a sparkle in his eye. He has a smile on his face. When I met Joseph at that conference in the UK, he was smartly dressed. I never guessed what his background was. And he came with the attitude, I'm here to serve. God took that young man and taught me a thing or two. God took that young man and made him a superstar in my life. God took that young man and uses him to reach tens of thousands of people across Africa with his love. This little person, Joseph, is loved by a big God. This little person, Joseph, is used by a big God. I trust that you find Joseph's story a blessing and an inspiration. But it's not the main point of the story. Because this is not just Joseph's story. This is also God's story. This is a story about a real God who pours his real grace into the real life of a person who was a refugee, of a person who was hunted like an animal, of a person who fled wars. This is a story about a God who loves Joseph so much that he would pour his own spirit into Joseph and give him that smile on his face. This is about a God who puts a sparkle in Joseph's eyes. This is about a God who takes a life from such adversity and says, this Joseph is one of mine. This Joseph is someone that I can use. This is a story about God's grace. And as I read through the Bible, and I see how different people react to God and how, how different people interact with God, 
What I see is God's story woven through all of that. Joseph has a namesake in the Old Testament. There is a Joseph in the Old Testament in the book of Genesis. You read through the second half of the book of Genesis and you read about Joseph, who is Jacob's son, who is Isaac's son, who is Abraham's son. And Joseph had a life of adversity and he just carried on and followed God and loved God and God used that Joseph mightily, just as I believe God is going to use this Joseph in Africa mightily. When we look at our lives sometimes, and we look at our circumstances, we look at the adversity, we look at ourselves and we say, well, I'm not a superstar. I don't have what it takes to do superstar type things. I think we're kidding ourselves. I think we're missing out on the whole point of God's story right through the Bible, which is God takes little people like you, like Joseph, like me, little people who will make a decision just to follow God, just simply with who they are and what they are and what they have. And and God uses people like that mightily, just as he's used Joseph. What about you? today, I was just wondering if I could ask for your input, a bit of help, if you will, to guide me along the way. As you might imagine, we receive a lot of feedback to a different perspective from right around the world. And one of the most common things people say is, I wish you could teach more about subject X or whatever. So that got me to thinking, wouldn't it be great if we could be a bit more deliberate about that? Wouldn't it be great if I could get your input on the teaching topics that would really speak into your life? So could I ask you, when you have a moment, to head across to teachingtopics.org to have your say. It'll only take you a couple of minutes, and who knows how many other people right across the globe might be blessed by your God-inspired ideas. That web address again is teachingtopics.org. Just a few minutes of your time could have a powerful impact that ripples out into countless places that we can't even begin to imagine. I'm Bernie Diamond. Catch you again same time tomorrow with a different perspective. taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.